What's happening, boys? Look at that jersey. That's sick, that. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You're listening to Sapnin Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You are listening to episode 177 of Sapnin Podcast featuring my good-looking self, Sean Smith, and my... Friend Morgan Richards. <laughs> yes, it's me, Morgan Richards. And on this episode, we're joined by a band uh, who have a life sentence and remain unbeaten what? on heavy metal riffs. What have they done? What do you mean they've got a life sentence? They've, they go into jail. Is that what you're saying? Riff jail, because their riffs are so good. <laughs> anyway, this week's guest is... Alex Taylor of the mighty, mighty Sheffield Legends, Malevolence. Yes, and even though Malevolence have been going since 2010, I feel there's been a huge, fresh spotlight on the band recently. Many people in the industry I know from PRs, management, text promoters are really championing them as one of the UK's next big metal acts. And it's really nice to see them receive such positive accolades. They have a new album, Malicious Ink Tank, being released next month on the 20th of May, receiving a lot of hype, and they have an insane touring cycle to promote it over the next couple of months. That include touring arenas across the UK with Architects before heading to Malta with Bring Me the Horizon, and then playing Downloads Festival 2022 on the same stage as Megadeth, Code Orange, Mastodon, and a whole lot more. So we thought, why not invite Alex on for this episode to get an insight behind the band and really the genuine excitement in his face for everything happening. Thank you very much to Alex for giving us the time. We had a lot of fun with him today. And yeah, it was good to see him again. We spoke last at the Download Pilot interview, I believe. Yeah, it was just nice to see him and see the progress and the happiness and to hear his stories and how things are going for him. It's genuinely, it genuinely warms my cold, dead heart to see people like that <laughs> doing well. So thanks again to Alex. Oh, speaking of Download, they're playing Download this year, are they? Download they 2022? are. Da- Download Festival 2022, you know, the same festival that has headliners Kiss, Iron Maiden, Biffy Clyro. And us. 
<laughs> yeah. Yes. So, um, yes. yeah, if this is your first time you're in, we have been talking about it all week. Where have you been? So make sure you're following our socials at Pod on Twitter and Instagram, where we post about these things first. So you can go back and check out that we have announced we are doing a live Sapnin podcast from Download Festival. And then myself and Morgan are DJing later on in the night. We are jockeying the discs and playing other people's songs later that night. So uh, how do you feel about that, Morgan? <laughs> I, uh, come on. I'm going to shit my pants with excitement, then I? <laughs> it's just a mad... Excitement? Um, <laughs> I'd go with nerves, anxiety, um, worry. All the above. Um, All the above. Yeah. But... The lack of guest. Um, <laughs> the guest not turning up on the day. The mic's going down. Imagine that. How we, do we oh, get a backdrop made? That's what we need to think about now. Do we cover a table? Do we have settees on stage for us to sit down? Or is it high chairs and we look awkward? These are many, many things. <laughs> but despite all that, I am very excited. June the 9th at Downloads Festival on the Thursday at the Doghouse, we will be doing our first ever live Sapnin podcast <laughs> in front of an audience on one of the stages. And then as you mentioned, be DJing one of the, the nights in the Doghouse later on as well. It's going to be um, a giant party. I'm just really excited and get to go back to download. And the fact that I get to say that I can perform at download sounds criminal, but here we are. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah fair play, right? You are stealing. Yeah, that's that's like stealing a performance. Like, oh, get, oh, I'm a download this year. That's worse than me stealing it, right? Basically, I managed to play Download about four or five times with my previous band, The Blackout. You've probably never heard of it, but it don't matter. If you have heard of it, sorry. And I managed to steal a living and play in Download by just being able to yell. You have taken what I've done <laughs> and taken it down to, I'm not even going to fucking bother yelling, Sean. I'm just going to talk, and then ultimately I'm going to get a spot on a stage at a major UK alternative festival. So um, congratulations to you. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I wish I thought of that because that's a lot easier than fucking being in a band for 13 years. So Well, we got we got there in the end. We got there eventually. But thank you so much to Download Festival for inviting yes, us nice to Andy Copping and the whole team for making this happen. It's going to be great. And we're very, very excited. So at Sapton Pod on Twitter and Instagram to see the announcements, visit Download's website for all the details for tickets and everything. And please support us via our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash sapnin for exclusive updates on when mad shit like this happens first and some bonus content and being included in our beautiful beautiful family of wonderful people and also this week morgan has put up a video on the patreon of me showing off my latest fringe now i know that's nothing to usually brag about but when if you sign up to the patreon and you see how fucking ridiculous this fringe I've had cut in is, right? You go, do you know what? That was definitely worth paying £72 a month or whatever <laughs> you're randomly going to put in. But uh, yes, check out patreon.com for what's happening. Here is Alex Taylor of Sheffield Metalers Malevolence. Sapnin! 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 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Sapnin! 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 Yes! <laughs> yes, this week's guest is Malevolence Frontman and all-round nice chap. He probably doesn't want me to say that live on a podcast, so um, ignore that bit. He's actually very, very evil. This week's guest <laughs> is beautiful Alex Taylor of Malevolence. How are you, brother? I'm good, man. I'm good. Very well. Keep him well. How are you boys? You're 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 keeping safe and keeping well. Yeah, yeah trying our <laughs> <laughs> trying our best, trying our best at least, as you can hear from the enthusiasm for answering that question. But um, no, lovely to have you on, man. There's so much we um, want to talk about. But first, I do believe you're currently in the process of moving house. Uh, it, yeah, it's. Long story short, it's currently on delay because it's a nightmare. So, right, um, yeah, I'm hoping in the next week or two, yeah, um, yeah, just moving out to like the suburbs of Sheffield, getting somewhere like a little bit more quiet and nearer the countryside, bit of peace and quiet. No. Yes. <laughs> oh, nice to see um yeah, nice to see the malevolence millions coming in and now you can um you can afford a, a mansion in the countryside. <laughs> oh bro, I'm, I don't worry, I'm still I'm still renting. I'm I'm I'm, I'm away off that yet, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but how's everything else going with you kind of behind the scenes and just in life at the moment? Yeah, good man. We've just been um busy, so busy, like we're kind of obviously in the middle of the uh, the album press cycle now so it's just like all systems go 
for the past two weeks, we've been planning and shooting for two new music videos. So I literally was, we were on set until um, like midnight last night, filming for the final video for the album. And then, yeah, it's just, it feels like when I've not been at work, I've just been planning, planning things, like planning things and sending emails. So it's it's, it's great. Like we, we were down in London for the K-Pit with Blondies last week. I walked in and I, I, I couldn't believe how small the venue was. And I was just like, wow, it was insane. And yeah, yeah, but everything's good. Just, 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 you know, just running with it. And trying, it's, it's kind of always like this, I feel like, you know, when you drop an album and this like between the first single going out and the album coming out, it's like, you're kind of clinging on a little bit. I feel like I'm almost just like, what's happening? What's happening this week? What's happening next week? So, but yeah, all good. All good. Nice. Yeah, in any of those new two, those two videos you've shot lately, um, is there any more hanging upside down? <laughs> no, no, oh. unfortunately not. I was, uh, to be honest, I'm never ever doing that ever again, ever again for a video. <laughs> it was fucking terrifying. <laughs> Honestly, that was the that was we've we've done some stupid shit for some videos before, but hanging upside down off of that bridge was probably the worst one. For the people who don't understand, um, yeah, we're talking about the life sentence video. I was enjoying the video, and then all of a sudden you were upside down, and I was like, "Oh, it's like the, it's like the metallic Fifty Cent." <laughs> <laughs> I got on that in the club bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> we were kind of just ch- chucking around ideas of like what we wanted to include in the video, and we were like, "Why don't we have like a, a hanging upside down scene, and we'll have like the lads around you, just to kind of walk reality a little bit and make everyone go, what? What's happening here?'" That's exactly what happened to me. Because I was like, yep, this is tidy. Yep, malevolence, lovely. Oh, oh, it's just him. <laughs> That's exactly what we wanted. You know, just like that kind of like, it make, makes people go like, oh shit, he's upside down. This is going to be serious. So when we did it, we did it on this like, there's like a, a roundabout five minutes away from where I live. And it's like the main roundabout of Sheffield. Like when you come off the motorway into Sheffield, that's the first roundabout. And there's a big bridge that goes around the whole thing. And we thought if we do it there, we're going to have like trucks and cars going past. It'll look sick. Like everyone there, everyone will be like, wow, this is amazing. And yeah, so as we were setting up all the rigging, we just did it with like a climbing harness and just strapped my feet into it. Winched me up. And as we were setting it all up, we had like guys coming up to us like, dude, like, don't do it. It's not worth it. I was like, oh, oh no. man, <laughs> I'm like, oh, thank you. But it's, it's just for a video. <laughs> we're not, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not doing it because. The, unfortunately that spot is like there's like oh. been a few incidents there and um yeah it was you know it was kind of nice to you know how many people actually came up and were like don't do it it's life's worth living it's strange to see like how many weird situations bands find themselves in when filming yeah. videos because i think just kind of fans just think oh you know you just go and shoot whatever and stuff but yeah you can be in the really awkward spot sometimes trying to get a shot Dude, absolutely. I think we have, I've got quite a few stories about awkward spots. I think one of my favorite spots is when we were shooting the Remain Unbeaten video. We did it in downtown Tokyo. We wanted to make it kind of as visually epic as we could. We, we all agreed that we were going to, on the last day, try and get on top of one of the skyscrapers and uh, fly a drone up and do some, do some performance shots on top of the skyscrapers. And we've, we've been walking around for like three or four hours trying to find like, trying to see which ones we could get up, like going up and down buildings, trying them out. 
And we finally found one, which happened to just be like right next to the hotel we were staying at. And that had a fire escape going up the outside of the building. So we waited till it had gone dark and we kind of snuck in through this hotel reception, pretended to be like guests staying there. And, um, you know, I did the whole like, oh, hello, hi, how you doing? Just <laughs> snuck out the back door, ran up this fire escape, climbed onto the roof and it was, it was sick. Like it was like, it was like, I think it was like a big hotel or something. So we got our, the, the camera guy, Dan, um, he came up there with us originally and then we tried to fly the drone and realized there was too many like satellite signals interfering with it. So he had to then go down, climb up another skyscraper or like car park thing, just so that he could get the signal to fly the drone over, get these shots. And and then as we were getting these shots, like we're stood on the edge of this, this there's, there's no barrier or anything. It was just literally like us, the edge and then that a hundred, hundred story drop. So I'm, there, I'm terrified of heights. So I'm there giving it all the big one, like, you know, the hand gestures and stuff like that inside. I'm absolutely <laughs> shitting myself. I can imagine. And then, uh, and then, yeah, then, then we got the tapes done and then all these police stars, we could hear all the sirens come in and all these police cars started pulling up at the bottom of the hotel and made a swift exit. We had to uh, just do a dash and run through the reception. Yeah, got away with it somehow. So. <laughs> nice! Wow! Yeah, it was <laughs> mad. Yeah, we've done some dumb shit. We've definitely done some dumb shit. Um, well, it's, it's all life experiences at the end of the day, isn't it? It's all... Yeah, man. Like, I, that, to be honest, like doing that stuff with the videos is like one of my favourite things, like just kind of making creative, interesting videos and stuff like that i buzz off that so that's like a, a chance where i get to get creative is there anything you you've suggested in a video to the other boys so they've said no to or they've shot down oh fucking hell loads <laughs> <laughs> um uh i will i wanted to do a bit of a dance routine which i thought would be hard like just not nothing nothing like too like too too high key just something a bit like subtle like and uh we we did a little bit of that. Like we did a little bop in the middle of Shibuya Junction for the Remain Unbeat and then that was uh I managed to, to convince the lads to let me keep that. There's all sorts, man. Like we've we've discussed like smashing up restaurants, like doing like a kind of fucking um like a mafia thing where we come in and we're all in suits and we start smashing up the restaurant and yeah, but the, the lads were like, no, nah, we don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Too cheesy, so. Oh, wow. Well, you mentioned obviously being in the middle of this kind of press cycle for the new record, Malicious Intent. And this is going to be your third album now. And I think this time, 10 years ago, you were writing your debut record. And so much has changed for the band in that time. But I feel like over the last kind of 24 months, this is where malevolence has exploded to a new level yet again is it quite weird seeing not only the evolution but it's like how much of a jump the last two years has really taken you uh, as a band yeah man i think we've all kind of had to stop and take check and like kind of realize of what kind of how the how the band grew over lockdown like i think it was a big thing for um that none of us really anticipated and it was sick to see like you know when we did the ep and it was we self-released it. And I said this at the time, it, it was so like important and motivating to us. So sick that so many people supported that because that was our first venture into self-releasing our first time, maybe like branching out and doing our own thing. And I think that, you know, the, the support that people gave was like, 
amazing. So yeah, I'm really grateful. And like looking back over that the last 10 years, it's mad to think some of the stuff we've accomplished and so on. And there's still obviously so much more I want to do too as well. So I feel this last, this last two, three years has been, has been crazy. And it's, I am really grateful. I'm really, really grateful. I feel like, it feels like, you know, I've been, we've been grinding for a long time. And like, we, we've always been a band that's, that's done trying to do things our own way. And I feel like now it's kind of like people are almost starting to like pay attention almost. And, and it's sick. I think like I, I, I was talking to one of the boys the other day. Um, and I said, I, I said to him, I'll, I'll openly admit that I would not like five, six years ago, I would have never said that Malevolence would be a band that would play any arenas or something. I just didn't think it would happen. Like I didn't think like our kind of music would, would play arenas and stuff. And then like a month later, Architects tour offer came in and now, now we're playing arenas with them next month. So I'm just like, I don't want to like, like limit myself and by saying things, oh yeah, we'll never do this. We'll never do that. Cause <laughs> you know, I've, I've, I've had to eat my own words. So yeah, man, it's, it's crazy. Well, what do you, what do you think the switch really was for having that connection with an audience that you do now? Because as you said, you've grafted for years, you're a band who've always been about, but I think you've, adopted a lot of new fans like lately like what is there a moment for you that really you think uh, kind of flipped that switch a bit i mean we've always been a band who like like kind of built likes to start from the ground up so even when we first started playing shows like i think how our like fan base and stuff developed was quite organic like we were just playing local shows and just took it further afield and like you know did kind of Never really focused too much on like the internet wave and just kind of, we just grew it ourselves. So I guess like the, like those people who were coming to see us 10 years ago are like still coming to the shows now. But like you say, yeah, like over the last two years, there's been this whole new influx. And I think a massive turning point was really like the download pilot festival, mm. stop. you know, coming back to, from lockdown and, and, and playing those shows, like some of the biggest shows we've ever played was definitely like a turning point. I feel like, you know, like it was, it was like, holy shit, like we've, we've actually kind of grown over lockdown. Like, and there's a lot of people who now who are listening to our music, whereas before it was like, still a lot, but yeah, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's like, it's, it was crazy. It was, it was, it was really cool to see. I remember coming back to that, that first show, that download pilot. And it was like the first show in two years. And I was absolutely shitting myself. Like, cause I was like, fucking hell, I've not, I've not done this in two years. Like, what do I say? Like, what do I say in between the songs? It, you know, it's one of the things where, you know, you, you, as soon as you're up there, it's kind of like a muscle memory. You get, you just slot back into it. But I was absolutely shitting myself before that show. I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> has that been, has that been the most nervous you've been before a show so far? I'd say it's up there. But yeah, definitely. Like, I, for some reason, I, I, the most nervous I get is when we do hometown shows. Uh, okay. I don't, and I don't know if it's the same for yourself. Like, you know, if you, when you've had like people in the room where you you know everyone in the room, it's yeah. way more daunting than if you know don't know like a thousand euros. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's because a lot of the time we've got like family and friends and stuff as well, and like that. I don't know. I just that that freaks me out a little bit more than anything else. So yeah, uh, yeah, hometown shows. You mentioned there that you've got more ideas or what, whatever, and you have more plans for malevolence in the future. Yeah, how big are you? hoping to take this like i know every band wants to be the biggest band in the world but how much more do you want what do you want performances to be ridiculous production you know what's the malevolence plan um to be honest 
I don't know entirely yet because I'm, I'm <laughs> and I know that I don't want to give like an answer that sounds like half-assed because it's definitely we've definitely thought about it and it's definitely something that crosses my mind a lot about where we want to go but I almost feel like I'd be limiting myself by saying one thing and not the other so I for me personally I just want to keep being a band that makes the music that we want to hear you know like that the heavy metal that we want to write and hopefully I'd like to be able to build this kind of new new scene of heavy metal where that heaviness and that 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 like how genuine it can feel is sometimes lost and I, I feel like with us we're kind of opening the door for, for more bands to come through being honest writing the music that they want to hear and not necessarily just another carbon copy of another band and that for me is like that's 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 kind of what i want to be i want to be some a band that stands the test of time and that can people that, that people can look up to and be like wow they they really kicked down some doors then that that needed kicking down you know so um who knows? Maybe you'll see us at Glast- <laughs> Gla- Glastonbury or something like that. Oh, <laughs> imagine that. In between, hey, man, in between Br- Coldplay and someone else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Who knows? So like, Bring me the horizon, did it? Didn't they? Like they they played Glastonbury, and that was so. That was. I feel like if I say one thing, I'm just limiting myself to it. So I'm, you know, I'm open to everything. I'm up for taking it as far as it'll go, and um, and just for as long as it's fun. Yeah. Well. One of the things I wanted to mention was really the fact that Malevolence's music is so heavy, but you've kind of incorporated it without having a gimmick to speak, you know, especially kind of image wise. I think a lot of people do point out to you that, you know, you all just look like normal lads who are dressing sometimes in tracksuits, sometimes in band tees, just kind of football shirts, like whatever you want. There's no kind of certain look. You haven't applied makeup, the long hair, anything that people might associate with heavy metal so in that regards like have you found that on both sides of the coin where people find that quite refreshing that you're just all being yourselves but also i imagine there is a lot of metal purists who think you're kind of posers for the way they look and see your instagram page for example or the way you are on stage yeah i mean we definitely had like you know that we don't get it as much these days Uh, we used to get absolutely rinsed for it like why are these guys wearing Nike? Why are they wearing North Face? These, these aren't true metal. Like, did you know people like that? I'm just like, I, I actually really enjoy reading them comments because it, like, I, I find it hilarious. But, but we don't really get it that much anymore. To be honest, like, I think, I think people are, like you said, like, kind of cotton onto the fact that we're not just some like poser band. Like, we know what we're talking about. We can fucking write metal like anyone else. So. That side it's kind of died off, and yeah, I feel like a lot as of recently, like people feel like I've said that it does feel a bit refreshing, like you say. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's just like who cares, man? Who cares what you're wearing? Like if you just, you, it's just fucking music, isn't it? Like we just we don't we don't try and like play up to anything, like you know, like we we take the piss out of the, the chav thing because like you know, like it. it because people, because people comment on it, we we'll play up to it a little bit. But yeah, the whole like gimmick thing isn't really us. We just like we just like we said, we, we write the music we want to hear and dress how we want to dress, and we're just ourselves one hundred percent. We don't try and be anything that we're not. Yeah, yeah, I never got the I never got the tracksuit thing or the you know the people commenting on track. It's like how many so many bands did that? You know, have done that over the years anyway. You know, like it's not a new thing. Got, yeah. yeah, you've got you've got hardcore bands who've been doing it for years. Fucking corn, 
Like, they want to sound good in Adidas! Like, they want to sound good in Adidas! That's like, but yeah. So, yeah, we're, so what you're saying is we're not expecting any, like, malevolence makeup kits coming out soon <laughs> or um, malevolence wearing wigs. Oh, have you thought? Oh, have you thought about doing for a funny video? You could just do it where you all dress up as old metalers and take the piss out of that. <laughs> that's that's a that's a great idea, actually. I'm you fucking writing it down. I'm writing it down now. I'm dating it. So when you do it, it's coming fucking back to me. Right. Do uh, video dressed as old metalers. Do video you should just, dressed. You should turn up to one of the festivals just dressed as goths, like the proper goth outfit. <laughs> And just see if people are like, wait a oh. second, before. Outside the goth vibes. <laughs> yeah, long leather jacket to the floor, fucking white and black corpse paint. Oh, please do it. Please yeah, yeah, do it. Oh, that'd be I'm so... Oh. Uh, but rewinding a little bit, man. I mean, obviously, you know, you all are really, really into the heavy music. and Just some of the riffs speak for itself. But, like, what is kind of your own personal musical journey is there a moment you you really got into metal or was it kind of finding it through alternative routes and and then just being involved in this whole world uh okay so i'll tell you exactly where it started my mum bought me uh lincoln park hybrid theory what a fucking woman yes um, one album she bought me Hybrid Theory and uh, Chocolate Star Dog and Hot Dog Play the Water. Oh! Um, and I was like, and, and before that, to be honest, I'd, I'd never really like, I think I'd maybe flipped on Kerrang once or twice and then, but I didn't really know anything about the world. And that was it. Like, I was like, holy shit, this is sick. This guy's screaming, love it. And then I imagine my, my, my journey will have been like similar to a lot of people like my age, like going to the, like, the CD shop or the record shop and getting like, just finding a band that sounds that had a cool name, had cool artwork and just going from there. Like I think the next CD I got was Trivium's Ascendancy and then, and then like Machine Head, Chimera and all those kind of bands that like new wave of American hard, heavy metal started going to shows quite young. Like all of the guys in my levels did, Like we, that's how we all kind of know each other. Really. Like we all start going to sh the similar shows together. Uh, any metal tours that came through Sheffield, we'd all roll out to and, you know, have a good time at and um yeah that was that's kind of it really like as soon as i kind of got into that environment of just like moshing and like sweaty club shows i was just like this is sick like uh, this is for me i love i love the feeling that you weren't quite safe at those shows as well back in the day like you know you'd be you'd be pinned up against the wall and some dude with a fag would be burning it inside your neck and <laughs> <Come on. laughs> yeah like when it was back like when venues like capacities were like a bit of a myth they just kind of crammed as many people in as possible so yeah like i think growing up growing up in sheffield we, we used to have a lot of good shows coming through like the big metal tours which we don't really have anymore like that scene's kind of died a death a bit so we were we were quite lucky in that respect do they get many metal tours at the academy and stuff anymore then in sheffield not really like yeah it's very rare um if they do i mean much more like in the last few months there has been some good tours come through like we had in flames in sheffield decapitated um you know like there, there does seem to be these new wave of promoters that do want to try and bring those shows to sheffield so um i hope that they do continue because you know there is a, there is a scene for it it's just we're kind of on the back foot being in between leeds manchester and new nottingham this yeah it's, it's a tough city to promote in I, like i get it so yeah well Going from 
purchasing a Trivium CD, talk about full circle moments, you've got Matt Heafy featuring on this new record. We had him on the podcast a few weeks ago and he was talking very highly about working with you guys. But I mean, on the personal level for yourself, that just must be like such a surreal moment to go from a fan to working with one of your kind of biggest musical influences. Yeah, mad, like hero moment. Obviously, yeah, he's like one of the uh, OG vocalists that got me into everything else. So I was like shocked to see, you know, wait, wait, a, a message pop up on my phone saying Matt Heath has followed you. I was like, no way. <laughs> and then like, like two, uh, I think it was called, like a couple of days later, like he hit us up and just said, oh, I'm, I'm a big fan. I hear you're working on a new album. Like, can I be involved? And we were like, well, fuck off. Yeah. Leave it. Leave it. Fuck right <laughs> off. <laughs> And yeah, he was, he was, he was, he was so sick. Like he was just on board from the get go and just really like keen and open to anything. Like he said, if you want me to scream, if you want me to sing, if you want me to do a guitar solo, I'll do whatever you want. And we were like, yeah, all of, all of it, all of the above, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You couldn't write, you couldn't write a full album, could you? <laughs> yeah, Cheers, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway, yeah, gotta go. Bye, man. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, gotta go. Bye. That's awesome, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, he came to you then. That's fucking mm. even better. Yeah, and like but that's that's what made it so sick. I was just like this I mean, he's he's a he's an awesome vocalist and an awesome guy to work with and the fact that he was so open to like working with us was just was awesome. And we with the song that he's on, we'd actually already finished and like finished recording and you know, everything was done. And we went back into the studio to adjust it and extend it so that we could you know get him in there because i knew just knew that that was going to be the song that i wanted oh, wow. and we, yeah we just made it happen so um yeah shout out to matt because you know you know he would and he'd he send it around in like a day right it was crazy like he was like yep yeah, i'm on it right and then he like next thing i know he was logged in on twitch and he was doing it live on twitch and i was like we all the lads were like jumping on i was like yo lads matt's on twitch now streaming like the recording jump on so we're all in the comment section, like, yeah, do this, do this, do this. <laughs> and he's just yeah. like, again, yeah, okay. no, oh. Ify, no, Ify, you <laughs> fuck that it. Start again. <laughs> but that's it. I'm unsubbing. I'm unsubbing. I'm not having this. <laughs> oh, but I'm sure there's plenty of those kind of moments over the years where you've just kind of been in situations where you feel like, how the hell have we got here or met more of your musical idols really and, and just not expected it. Yeah. One that stands out was at uh, Summerbreed in Germany. We, it was our guitarist Con's birthday and we played early on in the day and it was a beautiful day. So we were storming around this festival, like just drinking anything and everything. And uh, I think at one point we'd even stolen one of the security guards buggies and just were driving that around the backstage, like <laughs> hanging off the side of it, going, ah! screaming. And, um, one of our friends was on tour with Crowbar and uh, Hatebreed at the time. And he was like, oh, do you want to you want to come backstage for and have, have some drinks with uh, with us? So we we're like, yeah, yes, cool. Me and, me and our guitarist come, you know, this is like late on in the afternoon. So we're kind of wobbling all over the place. Like, yeah, yes, cool. And we walk into, uh, walk into the backstage rooms and Kirk from Crowbar is just sat there chilling in his dressing room. And I was like, oh, Kirk this guy con he seems like you 
Like, he's got your voice. Like, he, he sounds like you. And Kirk was like, well, fucking sing for me then, pretty boy. <laughs> so I was, like, I was trying to get Con to sing for him and Con had got all shy and like, wouldn't sing for him. But and, like, we ended up, like, having a good laugh and ha- having some shots with him and, uh, and hanging out for a little bit. And that was sick because, like, you know, Crowbar's a big inspiration for my life. So, um, yeah, that was, a, that was a cool moment for sure. Yeah. Uh, I've had, um, yeah, I had a weird moment with him as well. In Australia, I think, and he was what was what's the other band he does? Kings Kingdom of Sorrow. Uh, that's it, yeah, Kingdom of Sorrow with Jamie. Jamie tweeted, "Has anybody got any beers left over on the rider?" And my band at the time, hardly any of them drank, so I was like, "Oh yeah, we got a fucking we got a case full here. Just you know, pop around, come and get it." Jamie and Kirk came and got it, and then so we give them that. They were like, "All right, cool, thank you, see you later, or whatever." We were at the hotel. Me and my friend Scott were sitting there. And Jamie and Kirk walk in, and you can see Kirk is visibly steaming, right? Whoa! Jamie sees us and goes, boys, don't give him any beers, right? And Kirk said the fastest and one of the funniest sentences I've ever heard in my life, which was, yeah, don't give me any beers, give me 20 beers! I was like, fucking yes, go on, kick my. <laughs> but yeah, fucking brilliant. What a fucking legend is that? Like, what a fucking yeah, legend. man. Yeah, and he's a, he's a nice, nice dude as well. Yeah, is there anyone you're looking forward to meeting or you're trying to stay away from so you don't um, get upset? Oh, a lot like a don't meet your heroes kind of thing. Yeah, uh, kind of. I say meet your heroes because I've, yeah. I've lucky enough to met mine and they've been tidy. Yeah, I've met a lot of mine as well. Yeah, and I think, yeah, I agree with that. Like, I mean, and if they turn out to be a dick, then then you know, then it's then it's, yeah, it's nothing to worry about. But do you know what, Jasta, Jasta, because yeah, I I found out quite well yesterday that he's a big fan, and I didn't. I didn't, so far, and obviously, Malevolence are like a hate. Well, sorry, hate breeder, one of our collectively favorite bands. So. I found out yesterday that he he's a he's a fan of Malevolence, and I know there's there's some things possibly in the pipeline for the future. So Ooh. yeah, like I don't want to, I can't say too much, but so far from my hair, it's I, it was definitely like a holy shit moment when I found that out. So um, yeah, we got go Jaster, um, and he he's also like a bit a huge inspiration for me in terms of like vocalists and lyrics as well, because like his. His style that he goes for in is is so so motivating and so powerful that it re- that's what kind of inspires me with my lyrics and my songwriting is like that that delivery of a positive yet aggressive message message. Sorry, that's something that I really kind of relate to. Looking um, throughout Malevolence's career, a thing that I wasn't really aware of until recently was just how much behind the scenes you guys put into just kind of building everything up from scratch and taking everything into your own hands. And a big part of that was starting your own record label a few years ago. And now you've got other artists on there and it's kind of become a whole thing. Can you just kind of talk to us? about that a little bit like how did that idea come come through and just like the change to bringing on artists because that that's a, a a big thing in itself yeah so we uh we started mlv ltd um basically just because we felt like we could we were in a position after the first two albums where we were like you know what let's we've got this idea we want to do a three track ep 
let's let's do it ourselves. Like we don't need, we don't necessarily need a, a, a big label to do this. We could do this ourselves. And it was really much just kind of without sounding like too crass about it. It was really just a fuck it. Let's see if we can do it and hope it hope it works. When we started it up, we did have the idea of like it just being malevolence. The more it went on and the more it kind of panned out, we and we found that we could do it was like right. We'll we'll take some we'll take some more bands on and we'll like obviously we've got Rough Justice on there now, Desolated. So it's like our close group of friends. It just made sense really at the time to kind of be like right. We'll we can put your records out. We have the uh, the you know the capacity to do so in terms of like delivering the vinyls and CD and posting everything. Like let's let's do it. And so yeah, it was kind of just like. Our first venture into that world, like we, we, we'd had an idea, obviously, with previous albums, what was needed, what you need to do to set up your own label. But a lot of it was just kind of learning on the job as well, like how to market a record, how to, how to promote it. Obviously, with these huge labels, you have like a whole team of people working behind the scenes, whereas it's just us on, on, on the working on it. So yeah, it was a learning curve for sure. Like, because obviously we had to learn it from scratch almost but it was a lot of fun as well like yeah really like really fun to kind of venture into that world and like i said before that the people were so supportive of us doing that that i was i was kind of blown away really by how how much they were so um yeah sick nice what do you think um yeah what do you think has been the biggest learning curve in it in setting up the label and putting records out i think for me personally it was like how much work actually goes behind on behind the scenes in terms of like promoting a record, like in terms of getting like, you know, your press agents involved, your, your social media teams, uh, and just having to do all, all of that yourself. I was kind of like, wow, like obviously I know it's a lot of work, but it really kind of puts it into perspective when you're like running Facebook ads and stuff like that and doing, doing, doing stuff like you don't even think about, um, YouTube adverts, stuff like that, just to kind of mm. push it into, and as many people's faces as you can see. Is it hard to kind of balance malevolence and looking after other bands? Because I'm sure like now, for example, when you're very busy with the, with the band itself, that, you know, you're trying to keep, still keep an eye on everyone else you're helping out with. Um, to be fair, the bands that, that we have on MLV are very self-sufficient anyway. So they, they don't really need any looking after, if honest. Like they they kind of handle their, their stuff themselves and we just kind of facilitate it. It's all right. Like we, and we have like a few people helping us out with the label as well. So like close friends that help with like the packing and the shipping of it, merch orders and stuff like that. But for the most part, those guys like Desolate and Rough Justice, they're, they're self-sufficient. So they can, they're basically just using as like a Royal Mail at this point. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. I love the idea on this podcast. You've, you've, you've worked that out and you're like, wait a fucking second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did, I'll show you rough justice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Well. No, but it's, it's interesting to see that, man, because I think like there's still such a, um, a kind of fantasy around bands wanting the major label deal. And if it goes well, that can be a golden ticket, but it's not necessarily the only way to put out music these days. And, you know, that's, that's evident. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, w- I would definitely encourage more bands. If you're in a position to do it, then definitely look at it like, you you can you can do it. It is doable. We're we're proof to that. Uh, it's just hard work. So if you're there, if you're prepared to put in the hard work and, and graph for it, then you can do it. 
just prepare, be prepared for long long shifts in the uh, in a cold dingy warehouse <laughs> <laughs> yeah can uh I can imagine. Well, speaking of long shifts, though, right? And you're a man who's done many different jobs with the band, but I do believe before all that started, you did um, do some security guard work at festivals yourself back in the day. Now, I'm sure there was just some weird experiences with that. And now it's kind of funny when you're on stage and kind of looking at the security guards being, "Ah, I've been there. I know uh, I know what's going to happen. Yeah, 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 for sure. I did it for like three or four, three or four years before the pandemic. Yeah, there's been loads of times where I've been like, when I'm catching, a, I'm working a heavy metal gear, I've been catching someone, and they're like, "Holy fuck, it's Alex from the Levels!" We had, uh, I think, the best one was Bloodstock, 2018 or 19. I can't remember. And I was working at the front barrier on the main stage, and you know, I've been there all day catching crowd surfers, just caked head to toe in mud, like, I smell like shit. It was horrible. And then all these kids in the front row, I noticed, were, like, taking pictures of me. And I was like, what's going on here? This is a bit weird. And then they were tweeting to Bloodstock Festival, saying, why have you got the singer of Malevolence working security at your festival? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then, all, like, all the, all, like, the management came out and spoke and spoke to our supervisor. We're like, yeah, is this true? We got... Alex from 11th Street, they were like, yeah. And then it, it just turns out that I think it was Vicky and Alan from Bloodstock who like, we're now really good friends with. And like, they, uh, yeah, they were like, oh, yeah, you'll have to, you'll have to come play for us one day and you can work both. And then we ended up playing last year for them. So yeah, it was, it was, that was, that was a cool little one. But it was also kind of weird though. Like, I was like, yeah. I'm just, mm. <laughs> can you wait until like I've wiped the mud off my face? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you see any other sites while doing now? Was it just like metal festivals or did you do any like raves or anything or? Yeah. So I've done, I've done quite a lot of stuff. I did the, the Grand Prix at Silverstone. Um, oh, wow. Did a bit of like, did a bit of close protection for Lewis Hamilton. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Did, I did Jay-Z and Beyonce at uh, Manchester Arena. Creamfields. Creamfields is a, an eye opener, like I don't even know yeah, how to describe well, it. Man. I asked because I'd imagine it's quite a jaw opener as well. Like I'd imagine there's a lot of swinging jaws and big eyes in those festivals. Um, Dude, yeah, I've, you... I've, I've never seen drug use on that kind of scale as like wow. Greenfields. It's, it's insane. It's like I've never seen anything like it. And yeah, so is it much but, trouble here then? Is it much trouble here then, or does it? I'd yeah. imagine all those people. Is, is it, oh, right. it's, a fuck, it's an absolute fucking nightmare. But oh. that being said, it is one of the funnest festivals as well to work. You know, because there's just there's so much going on, and yeah, it's it's just a good time. Like, but it's probably one of the more like I say high risk events. But a lot of the time, it is unfortunately just dealing with a lot of like medical incidents and like overdosing and stuff like that. So. Um, which is kind of the, the, the sinister side to it. But, you know, you, you get that all sorts of festivals and you just kind of have to think on your feet and deal with it as it comes. But, yeah, I've done done all sorts. Done like, um, I've done, like, Prodigy in Doncaster Dome. That was nice. insane. Um, Fucking yes. Yeah, what's been the most calm? What, like, have you done, like, a, a Mr. <laughs> Mr. Tumbles festival? Like, have you done, like, I don't know what... Uh, Tweeties, uh, Teletubbies. The calmest yeah. one. 
Yeah, so I can't remember exactly what it was, but at the, at the O2 Academy in Sheffield, we had this like kids event and it was, all the, all, there was about 2,000 kids all just, in fact, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm saying like this was calm, it was a fucking nightmare. Right? There were like 2,000 <laughs> kids run, running around and they, it was like some character dressed up on the stage dancing and all the kids were like uh, in the aisle and dancing and the parents didn't want anything to do with it. They just kind of dropped them off at the door and that was it. And, uh, you know, in terms of like kick kickoffs, there was none, but you just had to deal with like kids running around and it for like three hours and it was, it was intense, but yeah, yeah, I've done some, done some cool stuff as well. Like, yeah, and I've done some stuff which you like, you wouldn't even necessarily think like conferences and stuff like that, which oh. they can be fun as well. Like if you like raid the buffet at the right time when everyone's <laughs> in the conference, like, just, it's just, just knowing, knowing when, yeah, knowing when to strike. Yeah. <laughs> literally saying, saying that what's like the uh weirdest or craziest thing you've had to you like can confiscate off someone or help them with oh nice nice so we used to do the door of this nightclub in sheffield called yellow arch and they used to have an event called planet zog which i, I from the name i can you can kind of guess what kind of vibe it is like drance music people dressed up in like spacemen outfits and aliens and stuff like that and uh yeah i'm pretty sure we confiscated like an alien antenna thing that somebody was trying to use to <laughs> trying to try to whack someone with. Um, oh, yeah, this, brilliant! Yeah, so planet Zod. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, and then and then sent it straight to Tom DeLong for Tom DeLong to check out because he fucking his alien tentacles. Oh, <laughs> he does. He really does. Well, Alex, well, as we wind down here, I mean, obviously you've mentioned already that there's so much crazy stuff happening around this album cycle but just over the next couple of months you're going to be touring arenas with architects then you're going to be going to do this mad bring me the horizon festival in malta and then playing download on the same stage as megadeth and mastodon i mean <laughs> an exciting time to put our record by the sounds of it yeah man and you know, it's, we've got a lot more to be announced as well, which I can't wait to announce. So it's it's, it's crazy Boo. right now. Um, yeah, boo! You can't tell us boo. <laughs> no, no, I know. I'm just like every day. I'm like, I get another email, and I'm like, oh, when can I put that on Twitter or something? But yeah, no, it's sick. Um, obviously, these these architect shows are like a big, a huge step up for us because we're it's the first time we're playing arenas, so we're putting a lot of work in behind the scenes to make sure that we put on a good show. And obviously, yeah, come, we've got Ireland as well, just before that. And we've not been out to Ireland for uh, a couple of years, three, three years now. And so we're doing like a Dublin, Belfast and Limerick just before the uh, architect shows. So really excited for that as well. And yeah, man, just, I'm just, I can't wait for the summer really. Like, you know, European festival summer as well. That's a, a huge thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, not fest. You do a not fest. Mm, is it like fucking yes, yes? <laughs> yes. Imagine, uh, imagine, like, imagine telling like fucking fifteen-year-old Alex. Alex, guess what? You're going to be on Slipknot's festival. <laughs> I'd be fucking bouncing off a wall. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's fucking mad, isn't it? I fucking love it. Amazing. Yeah, Congratulations uh, on it. But um, thank you, thank you. Yeah, for everybody listening, uh, Malicious Intent is out on the twentieth of May this year definitely get it it's gonna be a fucking ripper no doubt yeah life sentence is fucking real hard so uh yeah i'm fucking thank you boys i'm super thank super you. super excited for everything that comes next for you 
And yeah, I, I just love this because like I can see in you and people can hear in you that at the end of the day, we're just all people who just love music. Who are getting to do these fucking absolutely <laughs> mad things? And yes, yeah, I fucking man. yeah, I love seeing yeah. that in you. And um, yeah, congratulations on everything, everything so far. You fucking smashing it. Thank you, boys. And same to, like same goes to you, boys. Like I've been I've been listening to your podcast since like the beginning. So like to see your boys doing absolute bits is is really sick to see. Like it's great to see like some proper like honest and just fun content coming out and like so yeah. Big, big, big ups to yourselves as well. Thank you so much, man. Really, really appreciate that. Well, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. I'm really excited for this new album and everything coming up. And we'll see you at the Pit at Downloads Festival, I guess. Woo! Yes, lads. Yes, we'll have, <laughs> yes. we'll have a beer. Nice one, boys. Thanks very much. See you later. You're listening Yes! Got a lot of time for Alex and all the Malev boys. And that's right, I'm calling him Malev, like we're friends and I'm close to him. Yeah, just what a what a brilliantly exciting time for the band. Yeah, and as I mentioned in the conversation, I'm just really glad for all the support they've been shown lately and the fact that they're really hardworking, got their own record label, doing it without any gimmicks. It's all really DIY and it's just amazing to see. I saw... um. This past week, they did a uh, K-Pit performance and the amount of videos on my Instagram of people going to that show and the carnage was insane. So I'm really, really looking forward to seeing what happens next with the guys, all the shows they're doing and their appearance at Downloads Festival 2022. Of course, they will be opening up on the Architects UK Arena Tour at the start of May uh, for five dates before heading to Malta with Bring Me the Horizon, because that's a thing, and then Downloads Festival 2022, where you can see Kiss, you can see Female for a Friend, you can see Deftones, Corn, and Sapnin Podcast Live. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'd like if you'd snuck out in the middle somewhere, so you could have gone uh, Iron Maiden, Kiss, Sapnin Podcast, Biffy Clyro, and Headlining. <laughs> um Somehow, if you missed the intro of this podcast, I know the fact that you do that, we announced this week that we are going to be doing one of these live at Download Festival. So if you'd like to come and see that, witness me and Morgan sweating and crying, and then um, ultimately forgetting how to speak in front of uh, hundreds, if not thousands of people, um, <laughs> check out Download Festival, isn't it? <laughs> check out Download Festival. That's what we're going to be. Yeah, oh, and keep God. updated with everything going on with that. And who knows, maybe we'll even do more live podcasts in the future, depending. Who knows? At Sapping <laughs> Pods on Twitter and Instagram. Send us a message what you think. And uh, head over to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Sapping for a lot of exclusive content and to be part of our wonderful community of people who enjoy this very, very much. If you uh, like Malevolence, I'm sure you do because you're listening to this podcast. Uh, we had a conversation with Alex back at Download Pilot last year, uh, the return of live music after the world shut down. That is available on the Patreon, and there's a few more extra podcasts and all that there as well. Also, if you listen to this podcast, because I've heard this, some people listen to these podcasts not knowing the bands. Oh. They just they just like the chat, and then they find out about the bands, and then go and listen to them after. That's nice. And um, Yeah, so definitely check out Malevolence. What a fucking tidy bunch of lads. I like them lots and lots. And yes, Morgan mentioned our Patreon just now. Uh, there are lots of members we'd like to thank. 
Check out the description of this podcast on wherever you are listening to this podcast, where you will see Morgan has written out a whole host of names. But right now, we need to thank the top tiers, and they are as follows. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com covered. Thank you very much, Kylie Wheeler, Mayumi Liwowe, Janelle Kasten, Paul, I heard Sean and Morgan will be performing the Mirtha Helicopter Penis at Download Hirschfield. We'll ask if that away. Oh, fuck. There goes the encore. It looks like we we can send those cameras back, those extra zoom-in ones that we bought, because we were going to have it up on the big screen as well. But no, Paul's uh. got to go on a fucking record, haven't he? So that's right. No Merthyr helicopter penis to download. Thank you very much. Mitch Perry, Dilly Grimwood, Kelly Ewan, Natasha Morris, Kelly Young, Emma Barber, Nathan Croshaw, Sammy G, Tony Michael, Kat Besson, Jenny Robinson, Murray Grimwood, Scott, I heard there was an OG at the Sapling Download event. Jones. <laughs> Thank you very much. Amy Campion, Amy Louise, Alexandra Pemblinton, Stuart McNaught, Tom Owen, Chris Howard, Caroline Robinson, M. Evans Roberts, Joe Ackland, Jacob Etherington, Martina McManus, Louis Cook, Carl Pendlebury, Danny Eaton, James McNaught, Craig Harris, Jenny Munster, Emily Perry, Jason Aredia, Kelly Cannon, Becky Andy, John and Emma, Kalila Keen, Ollie Sapling does dog in at Download Amesbury. <laughs> It begins. <laughs> Thank you very much. Adam King of the Goths Parslow. Check out his band The Nightmares. That's me telling you that. I didn't read that, even though it sounded like a Reddit. Uh, thank you very much, Josh. I bought a pair of shoes from a drug dealer. I didn't know what he laced them with, but they uh, they had me tripping all day crisp. You can't fucking shake your head at that, bro. Go back uh, go back and listen to what you did at the beginning of this show, you cheeky bastard. You want to get Josh to fucking do some puns for you. Anyway... Thank you very much, Alice Wood, Amadine Urbano, Reese Bowring, Katrina Robson, Kate Stevenson, Cal David Smith, Connor Lewins, and last but no means least, Daniel Stevenson, Daniel Stevenson, Daniel Stevenson, Daniel Stevenson, Daniel Stevenson. That's right. He's copy and pasted his name five times. So thank you very much to all of those legends. Um, we need more weird ones about sexual things happening in a download, I think. 
for next week's episode. So join our Patreon, get your name changed, have a bloody laugh. I love how they've already changed their names like very quickly to get that in for this week's episode. You never know the insane banter and laughs that's going to happen in the Patreon. And we love the community very, very much. So thank you to everyone who's a part of it for helping this podcast continue on a weekly basis. And just anyone who's listening to us, we very, very much appreciate it. Before we wrap things up, it's, of course, Sean's favorite segment. Yes! Um, if you haven't listened to our episode with Steve Vai, the guitar-wielding legend, right? Go back and check that out. But in that episode, he promised us that he would send us some of his honey that he has extracted from his uh, nest. No, nest. <laughs> beekeeping. Hive? Hive, Hive man. Yeah, Hive we man. Are. Beekeeping <laughs> house, I nearly said that. <laughs> Fucking hell. Up. Anyway, here's the Steve Vai and the update. Morgan, are we looking? So, the update Ooh. from last week. Oh, yeah, you emailed I, the people, didn't you? I emailed the people to turbo check with the addresses, right? I have been told that a member of his management team definitely now has our addresses. <laughs> didn't before. Didn't before. So now they do. Oh, that's brilliant. That is, like, come on, Steve. Let's fucking get this done because, you know, I don't want this to be a weekly thing. Um, because yeah, we like, we otherwise we're gonna have to get other rock stars on with other weird, not weird. It's a cool habit, but yes, we are going to need other people from other bands to send us mad stuff that they do. Steve, thank you very much for the offer. I look forward to the honey. I cannot wait. I'm going to rub it all over my fingers and guitar. So that's about it for this week. Thank you very much to everyone for listening. Uh, don't forget to vote for us at the Heavy Music Awards Ooh, as yeah. the voting closes very soon. So vote.heavymusicawards.com for best Stop podcast because we've been, been nominated Stop for the in. second time in. Uh, in a row, which is crazy. And make sure you are subscribing wherever you listen to your podcast because next week's episode is a very heartwarming, heartfelt, emotional lullaby of a podcast, if that makes any sense. No, it doesn't. And I've done the podcast, so I should know <laughs> who you're talking about. Anyway, as Morgan said, thank you very much. Um, Sapnin! Do that again, but do it again with more fucking vigor in your voice. Make it sound like you enjoy being here sometimes. I know you don't, but just make it sound like you do. I'll go first. Sapnin! Sapnin! You're listening to Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much. <laughs>